Hello, and welcome to the American Pale Males podcast. I'm Michael, one of your hosts, and with me is the other host... The non-robotic Jeremy. Yeah, sorry about that. I was trying to think of, like, Alfred Hitchcock, and I'm like, I don't know what he says, so I just said the standard intro. So, I mean, uh, I don't know if this is where you're going with this, but Michael, have you listened to the new surprise Eminem album? (laughs) I have not, no. Are you familiar with it? I am. I I did see... And how there's a number of Alfred Hitchcock uh, sound bites in it. Yes, including the album title, right? Yes. Is a reference to Alfred Hitchcock's album by the same title. Oh, really? I didn't. I've only listened to it once, and I didn't really know what was going on. Oh. Including the album cover. Did you see that? You know, I don't know if I have. There it is. (laughs) Yes. Wow. This is a rip-roaring show. Uh, Right out the gate. We're learning things. We're doing things. Yeah. Here we are. Talking about Eminem. (laughs) Um, Michael, what else is current with you? Are there any beers you may have uh, yes. had that you need to brag about? I do have one that, this is like one that I actually do want to brag about, um, not just a random beer I had. Um, and I had this one in the presence of you. This was called Bao Chica Meow Meow. Oh, yeah. Which was fun ordering. And it is a peanut butter stout. Oh, that's right. I was trying that to remember one. which one this was. Yes. From The Giving Brewery, which I looked into, it looks like it's just a pseudonym of Octopi Brewing, which okay. they're a, a contract brewer. They also do consulting, and they're a larger picture brewery. They don't just make beer. They do other things, too, other mm-hmm. services. So I think it looks like they did this one as a benefit for the Humane Society. Cool. Hence the meow meow. Anyway, the beer was... And you had a sip of it, too. It was mm-hmm. delightful. It was pretty um, good, yeah. So it's it more on the quote-unquote pastry stout side of things, but it didn't you know, it didn't taste like a pastry. It had this velvety peanut butter mm-hmm. taste to it, not too overpowering, um, and it had a nice booziness to it. The body was thick, too. It was very thick, yeah. Um, and with that booziness, it finished like a Bailey's. Like the mouthfeel was like a Bailey's mm-hmm. and the finish was like a Bailey's. And then that front part was where you got a nice peanut butter flavor. And just kind of like a an augmenting peanut butter, not like the main flavor. So kind of like a if you had a um, peanut butter and a chocolate milkshake. I don't know if you ever Yeah, that's that that's kind of the way I would describe it as well. Uh, yeah. I think the only other peanut butter beer that I had had is the... Uh, that Hefe? That, that is the much lamented Hefe that tasted yeah. like peanut butter that was gross. That seems like an odd combo, whereas this one seems a little more uh, intuitive, natural mm-hmm. pairing. Yeah, this one, it was it was basically a Reese's cup in a beer form. Yeah. Not sugary per se, but it was sweet. It was um, sweet, yeah. And normally I'm not wild or too over the top about overtly sweet beers or desserty type beers but mm-hmm. god when they nail it you just have to give it up and this one it's true they nailed it yeah they nailed. did indeed may perhaps we'll have something nailed this week as well um michael my That's beer right. brag is from that same weekend mm. at i believe it was the great dane i had their fruit vice bergamot it was their berliner vice i don't know if it's new or like a limited release or it's probably limited I, Probably I, that, both new and limited. That sounds about right. Um, but it was, it was one of these things that was like super unusual because I'm mm-hmm. a big fan of the smell of bergamot. Bergamot. Oh, my God. I sound like an <laughs> idiot. Again. 
<laughs> like I love Earl Grey tea and this stuff. This one just kind of nailed it. Uh, usually when they have these sort of flavors on them, the balance is off. But this one had just yeah. the right amount of sour, and it was very sour. It was, yeah. But it the the bergamot at the end kind of just planed it off to a nice smooth finish, and mm-hmm. it worked well with the sours parts of it, that sort of limey, fruity, whatever you want to call bergamot flavor. Yeah. But it was good stuff, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm starting to forget, you know, all the stuff that I had in Madison just because of, you know, it was three weeks ago. So I think this will probably be my last one from there. But it's good stuff. Yeah. Very good, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Jeremy, last week we talked about your adventures in the world of Oblivion in oh, Tamriel. Yeah. Oh, traveling the, around. Is that the right name? I keep forgetting it. From Cyrodiil to Crotch. Uh, hell yeah. <laughs> and um, I, uh, I thought I could maybe bring some of that magic to the show. Okay. For you see, there's this new game that's kind of making small waves uh-huh. called AI Dungeon. Now, is this one of your like weird corners of the internet thing? <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe it's weird. I don't know if it's a corner. I think it has some uh, picking up some popularity, but it kind of harkens back to the old text-based adventures like Zork mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But this one is perpetually generated by AI based on what you say. So really you can do anything you want and the AI will try to interpret that the best it can. Hmm. Now, the best it can isn't like speaking with a human. So this ends up being kind of a uh, dreamlike and can be funny at times. Uh It also doesn't really end until you make it end by, I don't know, killing yourself or (laughs) going through global domination so mm-hmm. i thought we'd give it a whirl in the show see how it goes and uh so i'll read what's the prompts are saying and then together or you know probably mostly you we can come up mm-hmm. with a response now but, i will but, say it uh pays to be bold you know okay there's multiple settings too we can do fantasy mystery apocalyptic or zombies okay let's just start with fantasy okay. as that's the classic so, Jeremy, you can be a noble, a knight, a squire, a wizard, a ranger, peasant, or rogue. Uh, let's see. You can pick this one. Let's let's just be a knight. Okay. Enter your character's name. Uh, Sir Gumble. <laughs> Sir Gumble. <laughs> Sir Gumble of Bryant. You're Sir Gumble, a knight living in the kingdom of Larian. You have a steel longsword and a wooden shield. You are on a quest to defeat the evil dragon of Larian. You heard he lives up at the north of the kingdom. You set on the path to defeat him and walk into a dark forest. As you enter the forest, you see a large black dragon flying overhead. He looks down upon you as he flies. I am Lord Rostov. I live in the northern part of the kingdom, and I'm here to take your soul. Okay. This, okay, we're jumping right into it. What should we do? Should we... Should we taunt this dragon? Let's taunt the dragon. Let's try to engage him in combat. Try to get him coming down here. Let's be like, hey, you stupid dragon, give me your shoes. <laughs> What's with all these dragons, you ask? Are they real or just stories? Are there any dragons out there? The dragon roars in anger and growls. <laughs> it seems that it doesn't like being called a lie. The dragon <laughs> turns his attention towards you. All right. That's having having a wooden shield is probably not going to help here, is it? Yeah. Um, hmm. Well, in theory. Okay. Uh, 
Should we try uh, reasoning with the dragon? Okay, yeah, let's do that. It's just like, hey, buddy, what's your deal? Or, you know, some sort, some real, something equivalent to that. You're right. Okay. Look, I know you're angry about me calling you a liar, but if we're going to be friends, then don't call me one. The dragon lets out an annoyed huff and begins to fly away from you. <laughs> you turn around and begin walking home. Did we just defeat the dragon? I maybe. I'll see. What can we go do next from here? I'll celebrate our victory at the local pub. Yeah, yeah. Celebrate victory. <laughs> After defeating the dragon, you return home and celebrate your victory. Your mother is pleased by your success. She tells you she'll make sure to teach her son some manners when he grows up. Wait, I guess that'd be your that, brother. Is that us? Oh. <laughs> yeah, <I don't, laughs> that part's not clear. <laughs> Quaff ale. Quaff ale. I don't know why mom's there, but I mean, I said, I mean, I guess it makes sense. You drink an ale from a keg and feel invigorated. You decide to go for another run. This time, you manage to get through the forest without getting lost. After running for several minutes, you finally come across a small village. Hmm. Raid village? I don't know. <laughs> right. Let's see what happens. You head towards the village, but something catches your eye. A group of people are sitting outside of their homes playing cards. They look very bored, and you wonder what they're doing there. As you approach the houses, you notice that most of them have no windows at all. Hmm. Cheated cards. <laughs> okay. You sneak inside one house and sit at a table near the door. There are only three players left in the game. You, your opponent, and the dealer. You quickly shuffle up your deck of cards and reveal yourself to your opponent. Okay. Um... Cheat at cards. <laughs> I'll put cheat at cards to win. There you go. You play a card and it lands face up. You immediately put it back in your hand so you can keep cheating. You shuffle the deck again and reveal yourself to your opponent. Uh, do a magic trick? Sure. With cards. If this doesn't yield results, we'll flip the table. I, I like where your head's at. <laughs> you shuffle the deck once more and reveal yourself to your opponent. What does Flip over the table. In <laughs> you, you, you draw a card and place it face down next to you. You then pull a wand made out of wood and hold it close to the card. Suddenly, the card disappears. Sweet. Let's flip the table. Can we still flip the table? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to yeah, definitely flip the table. Yeah, so this... There's not really a plot to this game. Sometimes Clearly. you can, like, hit... Yeah, right. Sometimes you can hit on a thread that will sometimes... Uh... <laughs> All right, maybe this is a good one to end on. You flip over the table and reveal yourself to your opponent. Oh, it keeps saying that. You grab the wand and flick it upwards. The car reappears on top of the table. You continue flipping tables until you've got them all flipped over. Finally, you stop because you're exhausted from this activity. <laughs> Go home. <laughs> Yell Let's profanity see. and leave. Commit seppuku. Okay, there you go. Let's see what happens. Is seppuku the same thing as harikiri? Uh, I think so. Okay. You stand up and walk into the room where your family is waiting for you. You kneel down <laughs> before them and ask if they would like to kill you now. They agree, but insist you first tell them why you want to die. <laughs> it takes a dark turn. Well, this is this is kind of reminding me of that uh that thing where they like put an AI on Twitter and within like an hour it was a Nazi. Right, yes. Or, or something along those lines. Um, I'll just say I feel remorse for cheating at cards. Hopefully this ends it, but we'll see. Mm -hmm. You explain how you used to cheat at cars as a child and felt guilty about it. Nowadays, you don't even bother to play the game anymore since you know it's not worth the effort. However, still sometimes you find yourself drawn back into it. Uh. Oh, wait, here we go. This is, here, here's the, maybe this will put a button on it. 
you can hit enter just to like keep the storyline advancing. Mm-hmm. And I did that. Your family nods in agreement and you take a deep breath. You then recite the following poem. <laughs> <laughs> the world is full of pain. I'm not going to pretend otherwise. I was born into this world, but my life has been nothing but pain. <laughs> the end. We'll call that the end. Wow. <laughs> we uh, turned into a, uh, a, a drama? Like a Linkin Park song or something at the end there. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. So that's AI Dungeon. Uh, it's it's weird. I, I don't know what to think of this. Yes. Uh, I'm still trying to like see if there's an actual game in here. If you can follow a certain thread, like somehow engage the dragon and go somewhere from there. But it always seems to like se- take a sudden left turn into this logic loop uh-huh. of <laughs> like revealing yourself and making your character a flasher, apparently. Yeah. It's a lot of us uh, committing felonies, apparently. Medieval felonies. Yeah. So yeah, if if that interests you, or you know, you don't have to do fantasy, you guys at home, check out AI Dungeon. You just download it on your phone and play it. Uh, see if you can figure out how to play it. <laughs> I'm just happy that we could, you know, badmouth that dragon. <laughs> yeah, that started off interesting with the dragon, but then uh-huh. he blew away. Um, Why do dragons always talk? Yeah, that's a good point. And they sound like Sean Connery. Oh yeah, I remember that movie. <laughs> Dragonheart. Yeah, okay. I was just I was just seeing if I could pull the name of that one cuz that was one of those that I feel like I saw a million times and I feel like it also was watched in school at one point cuz like our English teacher didn't want to teach us anything that day and was like, "Uh, here fantasy, sure, this is new." But but that's that, Michael. You know what else is that? What is that? The FDR. Oh, uh, yes. What does the FDR stand for, Jeremy? It's wherein we find a beer, drink a beer, and rate a beer. And we are still... What are we calling this, uh, air quotes, season? Yes, we're still in the APM pod dark hole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> where we're having <laughs> dark beers through the darkest days of winter. Uh-huh. Um, although they are getting lighter, but... See, if we had, if we, if we had you know, if we had planned this out, we would have uh, maybe had the darkest beer at the solstice, but yeah, <laughs> fooey, yeah. whatever. I like how we're doing it. Right. We're kind of starting, we kind of eased our way in with some brownish ales, and now we're actually getting into the dark ones. This is a dark beer. Yeah. What do we have this week? We are going back to Des Moines. We are getting Milkman Milk Stout from Confluence Brewing. That's right. So, now we have done. We have had confluence on here before. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. the, the brute's best. Brute's best. Yeah. Yeah. And then something else too. There's something else. Some citra, citra blonde. That's right. One of these days, I want to try and find their. Uh, I think it's these guys that make a uh, a chili lager, like a Mexican blue corn chili lager. Oh wow. It's weird. Does it taste like chili? A little or bit. It... Yeah. Okay. Not like the soup. Okay. But, uh, the, the spices? The, the spice, yeah, like the, the vegetable fruit, rather. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. Sorry. It's a vegetable. <laughs> Jesus, it's a fruit. Remember, Michael, if it has seeds, it's a fruit. What about a cucumber? has seeds, it's a fruit. Okay, okay. Yes, cucumber is a fruit. Thank you, Google. Wow. Do you want to do the uh, color text, or should I? Why don't you do it? This is our salute to the embodiment of reliable home delivery in the mid-20th century. The Milkman. And it's Milkman, by the way, not Milkman. We're going to go with Milkman right now because that's how we roll on this podcast. And now you're saying it, even though it's spelled M-A-N, we're still calling it Milkman. Milkman. Yeah. Okay. Just I, like I'm Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, right. 
Like the profession it honors, this stout reliably delivers an extremely rich and smooth black brew with notes of chocolate and a hint of coffee. We used Irish stout malt, chocolate malt, roasted barley, and flaked oats. The addition of lactose at the end of the boil adds a pleasant sweetness. Milkman Milk Stout is a collaboration between guest brewers Mike Gauthier and Confluence head brewer John Martin. Cheers to Mike and all those who enjoy a dark, delicious treat. It's got an ABV of 5.7 and IBUs of 28, and I'm pretty sure this one is available year-round. Okay. Now, um, the can yes, essentially had the f- same flavor text, but it does say 5.9% ABV. Oh, interesting. We should probably go with that. Maybe some uh, batch variability there or something? Perhaps. Yeah, this is in a, um, a pint can. Tall boy! Um, it has a oldie-timey picture on there, kind of a... Milkman. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Oh, yeah, he is holding milk crate there, yeah. This is how we differentiate the man carrying the milk is a milkman, whereas the <laughs> beer is milkman. Okay. Uh, pictured Tom Allen, father-in-law of owner-brewer John Martin. Oh, I did not notice that. Where do you see the... Uh, oh, right there, I see it. Yeah, in the yeah. chevron there, yeah. Uh-huh. And then also, if you look just to the bottom right of the logo on the front of the can... Um, it says Allen Farms Fine Dairy Products, established 1923, so that must be uh, tying to that dude on the can. It's an old, old man, Michael. Yeah. Let's open it. And holy crow, that is a black beer. That does pour pretty dark. The only way I can tell it's brown is in the... Yep, the stream. The, the laminar flow, yeah, the stream of beer going into the... Uh, glass from the can no light is uh getting through this bad boy yeah that's I'd, very dark I'd, I'd like to know what the uh the srm is on us it's got to be like 50 or something right yeah report the srm you cowards um agreed michael what are what are your thoughts on milk stouts before we get too far well you know i don't have them too often but going back to my beer brag true uh, it's kind of it's kind of that same thing, you know. It's not something I really seek, but when I do have them, and they're undeniably good, they're really good. But mm-hmm. I think you can still botch it. Oh, absolutely. If they're not balanced or they go too far in one direction. This is so. one of the, one of the my least liked flavors in the world is too much milk sweetness. Yes, lactose. Too much of that. Yeah, just in anything. Sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like ugh. it's it's just not cool it's it's bad and it's no good and uh, you know third synonym for bad <laughs> um smell yeah. is roasty yeah roastier than i would expect not sweet which is a good sign we'll see how that translates uh the head is brownish hue to the head too mm-hmm. a lot of times for milk stouts i get worried that it's going to be too sweet mm-hmm. and you can usually smell that a mile away but this one smells pretty darn roasty mm-hmm Go on, Michael, because I already have. Okay, go on. It's a... This is a very good beer. I've not had this one in quite some time. Mm. And I think the, the the elephant in the room is whether or not they nail the sweetness of that lactose. And I think it's pretty close to it, nailing it. Mm-hmm. It definitely is not aggressively Mm-mm. sweet. It's much more complimentary, especially compared to, like, a pastry stout. Like, wow, that tastes like Cherry's Jubilee. Uh-huh. Uh, this one is much more subtle and is a stout first before it is a sweetened 
or in milked stout. In milked? Yeah. <laughs> That's a new one. Good mm-hmm. good work, Michael. Which I like. Mhm. I think I'm I'm mostly in the same boat as you. It feels heavier than it is. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, it it, it seems yeah. Because normally when you have something with this much roast on it, I feel like you get a uh, burn. Mm-hmm. Which you're not getting on this one. No, I think the milk aspect, this, I would I assume, it said lactose is in here, right? I mean, it that did. Usually what makes, yes. It just kind of lightens it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes away from that roasty element, which is good, but it's very easy for a roast to get heavy-handed. And I think mm-hmm. this picks it up a little bit and prevents that from happening. You get more sweetness on the end than flat-out roast. Mm-hmm. I, I, do, I do really find myself enjoying the the roasted aspect of this one. I think it's really, really well done. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this one does it well. Yeah, that roast stands on its own, too. What do you do or do not like? What do you not like about this beer? Mm, I wouldn't say I don't. This isn't something that I dislike about it, but I was expecting something a little more extraordinary, you know, um, and maybe I shouldn't have done that. You know, the presumption with some of these sweet stouts is, you know, it's going to blow your mind. Like that peanut butter one is like, mm-hmm. wow, that that's out of this world. And, you know, I think even if you'd look back five years ago, maybe even less, that the whole pastry stout craze before all that happened. This That's was, still happening, man. Yeah, yeah, of course. This was the more extreme stout, was a simple milk stout. Mm-hmm. But now in comparison, this seems so, I don't want to say pedestrian, but so um, um, simple compared to the weird stouts that are out there. Mm-hmm. That I my expectations were kind of more in that extreme direction, that modern extreme stout direction. But really, it's much more grounded than that. So again, not a dislike, but just different than what I was, what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. That this beer is more grounded than yeah, I agree. Like, I agree. Than some limited release barrel aged Kurt Angle spraying a milk hose into the ring milk stout. That would be pretty sweet. <laughs> I have been watching older rumbles, Michael. Kurt Angle makes a number of appearances. <laughs> that giant bald baby man. Yeah, <laughs> he is kind of a. I mean, he's no Brock the Baby Lesnar, but mm-hmm. who looks like a mixture of a giant man baby and a giant Lego person. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. <laughs> it's, it's, once you see it, you can't unsee it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I fi- this is a fairly... Simple is not the way I would put it, because there is a lot going on, especially with that mm-hmm. roast. Right. Traditional? Yeah. It, like To me, it almost calls back to... When first starting to drink craft beer, and uh, a stout was almost a novelty, but uh, you know, then you started seeing, oh, that's a milk stout. It's a coffee stout. Uh huh. You put in modifiers in front of that dry stout, and um, this kind of harkens back to that excitement of of early craft brew. This one is actually surprisingly dry. I mean, right, it's, 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 not, it's not overtly sweet. It's not like, a dry beer, but it is surprisingly dry given that right. it's a milk stout. There is still that little hint of sweetness that we've been jabbering on about, but mm-hmm. it's it's definitely, the, the roast gives it a little astringency to it that mm-hmm. uh, I feel is really needed in a beer like this, because otherwise it just, it's just too much. And I'm, I'm trying to think of a, an example of one that I dislike, but I 
didn't right have, i know what you mean i haven't had a lot of like air quotes normal stouts this winter yeah that, yeah yeah i think we get wrapped up in all the uh specialty stouts mm-hmm. that they're almost more common than somebody just releasing a stout or you know a milk stout so it's it's refreshing in that way to it see is. this i will also say this um having a few drinks of this now the roast sometimes you can get a stout that has a roast that just hangs on the tongue mm-hmm. like you said that the astringency can become very overbearing very quickly with this one though there is a lingering flavor but it's not overbearing it's it's expected and it's i don't it's almost a positive thing the way the taste lasts in your mouth with this one rather I, than like oh i need some saltines or something to get this off it, it <laughs> it's kind of a nice linger saltines <laughs> but uh but yes i agree should we move on to the rating i think we can i think there's not a lot to say about this necessarily it's very good it's very good if you like roast it's on there. It's it's more roasty than what I would expect a porter to be. Yeah, we can go to the rating. I think, um, let's see. So, yeah, yeah. Like you said, the roast, it's more roasty than I anticipated. Uh, it's, it's more stout and less milk than I anticipated. But as I'm drinking it, that turns out not to be a bad thing. And I almost like the roast aftertaste more than I would a sweet cloying aftertaste. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'll take a sip of judgment here. I think the other side of that coin is, though, that there's nothing here that's... It's good, it's solid, it's just not, like, blowing my mind. But it's almost... You know, I we have further down the dark hole to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want to lay the cards out all on the table yet. I don't want to cheat at cards quite yet. <laughs> <laughs> but... It's, it's it's hitting it, you know. It's 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 hitting a stride. As I continue to have more drinks, that sip of judgment was just as good as the first drink, which is for any beer, especially a beer that can have off flavors as it, you drink more of it. Mm-hmm. Is that's a, a a big thing. I'm gonna give it a four. Interesting. To me, it's beyond solid, and I think the thing that's maybe it's a bit of nostalgia for me, but having just like a solid stout that doesn't go too wacky or go mm-hmm. barrel-aged or go pastry. It's kind of a nice return to form for me, and this brewery is is hitting this very well. Yeah, it's a four. I'm, I'm just going to give it up for this one. Um, what I'm finding about this is that I like the fact that it is, that it is you know, just this standard beer yeah. style that you don't yeah. see a lot of anymore. Um, all of the, you know, adjective stouts have their place and time but Mm -hmm. there's something to be said about you know i think you could theoretically have like a few of these and be fine and like uh uncle of mine once said that you know you could sip a guinness all day and this was you know before the craft brew craze really went nuts and i i thought that he was you know overselling it a little bit at the time because guinness is a sipper, but, you know, you can definitely chug it and be fine. This, on the other hand, I feel is a sipper. and Yeah, ABV-wise and taste-wise. And I like the fact that it's not like this big, gnarly, like, 8.5% beer or, you know, something that's super heavy. I like that it's 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 full-bodied. It's 
got all the roast a man can want. Or at least all the roast that I could want anyways. And it's it's just nailing it. I, I kind of love this beer, Michael. I'm giving it a 4.25. Yeah. It's nice to just go back to where it all began or... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'm being too uh, esoteric here. Um, I won't expound on what you said. Mm-hmm. You said it brilliantly. So um, mm-hmm. go on. <laughs> uh, so we can leave it at that. I think. Or no, that's another one down the gullet. It, that well, we can do both. That catchphrase comes here, and the other one comes later. Mm-hmm. So hit us up on social media, Michael. Yes. You can get in touch on Twitter at APMPod, Facebook.com slash APMPod. Email us directly, APMPod at gmail.com. Hit us up on Untapped, where host Emeritus Mike, a.k.a. the Milkman. Milkman. Yeah, the Milkman. <laughs> uh, keeps up with all of our ratings there. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. But we'll leave it at that. So for Jeremy, I've been Michael. For Michael, I've been Jeremy. And this has been American Pale Males. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>